Hey everyone, and welcome to a podcast by Buffalo Occupational Therapy for student and OT practitioners looking to bridge the gap between what you were taught in school and real-world OT practice. We are all about using our full scope of practice and understand that OT is so much more than ADLs. We are a medical science, we are a social science, and we are the cutting-edge next generation of OT practitioners. Welcome to Rethink OT. Number one, present times. These times are changing. If you haven't been affected by these changes, wonderful. Keep trucking along. If you have been affected in your adult places of service, you know that group therapy and skilled nursing facilities is becoming ever more popular. Every day I see people posting examples of group activities they are doing in their clinics, and it got me thinking, is there a precedent for group therapy among occupational therapists? Is it a free-for-all? Is there a way we can do group therapy and still appear competent while addressing crucial needs that only occupational therapists can address properly? Time to head to the occupational therapy practice framework. So number two, what does the OTPF say about adult group interventions? What is our actual scope of practice of, or the expectations made on us by our profession? Is there a standard? Yes, absolutely there's a standard. The OTPF says interventions provided to groups and populations are directed to all members collectively rather than individualized to specific people within the group. Practitioners direct their interventions towards current or potentially disabling conditions with the goal of enhancing the health, well-being, and participation of all group members collectively. Does it give examples? Of course it does. When was the last time you read this little beauty? Some of the examples of group therapy include health promotion activities, self-management education, educational services, and environmental modifications. More specifically, it mentions programs like being able to access the internet, following prevention programs, and learning to coordinate their services in the community. So should we be alarmed and frantic in coming up with arts and crafts projects for adults seeking rehab in order to reintegrate into the community? No. Occupational therapy practitioners are all required to learn how to design group-based programs. There, I said it, programs. Take a breath and consider what do a group of adults who have recently undergone a surgery, a decline, an injury, a mishap in medicinal management, or any other thing, what can I do to equip them with the tools they need to never end up in front of me again? That, my friend, is the question you need to answer. Hey guys, I just want to interrupt real quick. I want to take a minute to remind you to head to our website for OT treatment ideas, any PDFs we reference in this podcast, and a ton of OT science rationale for your documentation. Be the therapist your clients ask for instead of just the therapist they feel they can do without. Head to the bot portal and OT store at www.buffalooccupationaltherapy.com. And don't forget to find us on social media in our Facebook group at Outpatient OT or on Insta at OT underscore Outpatient. Now back to the show. Number three, what does this look like in practice? If I was to come up with something at the top of my head for a group occupational therapy session for subacute patients going back into the community, I would break down the number of average weeks the SNF is planning to keep them. Yes. 
Because of all the changes, all SNFs ballpark the number of weeks a patient will be there because they should be planning for how much group therapy they should administer. So say roughly six weeks. Psychosocial support and community reintegration preparation, that's your key. Number one, falls prevention. Number two, balance exercises and dynamic balance training. Number three, alternative pain management and the importance of managing pain. Four, planning adventures. Doing one new thing a month that you need to grow with, that you need to adapt to. Number five, who are you going to call? Teach them the different providers they're going to need for whatever ailment they may be facing. A lot of people don't understand who to go to and therefore impinges on their independence. Number six, memory loss and action steps. So right there, six weeks of programs that you break up into more than one session. All of these areas cause the most dysfunction if not addressed. As for long-term residents requiring group therapy, I would focus on exciting the brain and the body. So stretching, ballistic stretching, not static stretching, sing-along, and anything with gross movement and neurodynamic activity, seating or standing. All of these are important to incorporate in a group therapy session.